All right, going to start the show now. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 26. I'm Chuck. And I'm Todd. And we're going to be talking about motorcycles. And expensive toys. Oh, wait, that's motorcycles. <laughs> we should figure out something else to talk about, too. Other expensive toys. Mm. More expensive toys. Even more expensive toys. Gee, how can we make a motorcycle more expensive? Gosh, I don't know. Maybe... Dipping it in gold. Yes. <laughs> we'll dip it in I solid, want a solid gold, gold bike. It'll be great. Call me Gold Rider. It just sounds a little like Goldwing Rider. Goldwing Rider. And while while you're fast approaching middle age, by Shut which up. I mean pretty much there. Shut up. <laughs> I don't have a Ducati. Yet. <laughs> I have a cafe racer. That makes me cool. That's a good point. Yeah, you've got the you've got like the it's like the like the baby Ducati, like the the step before the Ducati. There's no middle aged guys buying them. <laughs> uh, I can think of one. Shut up. <laughs> But actually, a really good way to make a motorcycle incredibly expensive is to put a really fancy sidecar on it. Wow. Because if you thought you could accessorize the hell out of a motorcycle, just think if you added another wheel and some extra frame to accessorize. Right. And by fancy, we don't mean the Ural. <laughs> no. We don't mean the Ural. <laughs> so, what, what do we mean? So We mean all kinds of stuff. So later in the show, we'll be talking with Claude Stanley of Claude Stanley Motorsports, uh, freedomsidecars.com. Let's talk about this week's Craigslist ad of the week. Oh, boy. The Craigslist from... ad of the week. Comes from Chad. Moped, 2011, 750 bucks. Spartanburg, you pick up no delivery. Delvery. 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 Okay. I got a 2011 model moped. What? What? Hey, Todd. What? I've got a 1999 model car. Whoa! I love the 1999 (laughs) car. That's my favorite car. It's one of the best years for car. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have the title and all for it. <laughs> That's good. It blew <laughs> with extra trunk time. No, no, wait, wait, let's get this one again. The, it it the blew with extra trunk I'm. Not gun go, not gone <laughs> deliver at all, so if you wanted to buy it, you musted be able to come pick it up if you want a pick, text me at some number you don't want. <laughs> it blew with extra trunk. It tr- blew with extra trunk, I'm. <laughs> you know, uh, maybe, maybe. You know, when I'm looking for a, a 2011 moped. Model moped. Model moped, excuse me. 2011 model moped. It's would... very important to me that it blew. <laughs> it, it blew. I be- I believe you. <laughs> Wow, that's um. Is it just me, or does this that's read a, like a speech to text it, thing? It, it does. Re- it, maybe yeah. he, maybe he was dictating to Siri on the new iPhone. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was. It, it looks more like he, he was dictating to three-year-old with a crayon. It blew. It blew. Good news, everyone. It blew. A 2011 model moped. I I love the 2011 model. It's so much better than the 2010 model moped. Because those those did not blow. What do you think chances are it's actually a moped? (laughs) I'm not currently aware of anyone building a moped, just for the record. Particularly this year? Yeah? No? In the last two decades? (laughs) I I challenge you to find a moped made in the last ten years that you can buy in the States. When's the last time you even heard someone use the word moped? Well, people use it all the time to mean scooter, which is, I assume, what this doofus is doing. Well, yeah, but I mean, I well, I don't even hear people use it. I just I hear, hear it occasionally. Scooters. Oh, I got a little moped. I'm like, it isn't worth it. 
It's a 1996. <laughs> Must resist. It green. Urge to correct people on street. <laughs> it green. <laughs> it green with extra box. <laughs> it go. Go, go. We have Ural. It black. <laughs> if you want pick, text me. <laughs> ASL. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> what, what the hell is ASL, by the way? Age, sex, location. Oh, okay. It is the three most pertinent things to any man going into a chat room looking for chicks. <laughs> <laughs> but Chuck, Chuck, it blew. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that that may stop getting funny one of these days. <laughs> it Today blew. Is day. It blew. <laughs> Our listeners have just driven off the side of the road. <laughs> I think I've driven off the side of the road and I'm sitting in a chair. I can't wait till tomorrow's stand-up meeting at work. I'm well, saying that. It blew. <laughs> Check what you worked on yesterday. It blew. <laughs> Good God. Oh yeah. Well, well thanks, Chad. Thanks. That's, uh, thank you so much. That's um, t- Chad. You need to text that guy and get us a picture. <laughs> yeah. Make sure to text him ASL. <laughs> <laughs> you pick up. No Delvieri. No Delvieri. Very. Del- there is no Delvieri here. Delvieri sounds fancy. Mm. Well, that's why it's it's not fancy because there is no Delvieri. <laughs> Seven hundred and fifty bucks for a two thousand eleven. On something. the bright side, yes, blue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that that's great. That well, I uh, golly, that's a thing. That is a thing. Actually, we've also got an unpaid correspondent. Yes, this, this week. Yes, Jeff Katzer. Or yep. cat. cat. I, I, uh, I have a problem with that. That's a little freaky. Isn't that what your wife goes by? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just so we're clear. <laughs> yes. He keeps signing his emails, cat. Why is why is my wife sending me a man's voice? <laughs> On which note, let's listen to the man's voice that Chuck's wife sent him. He better be talking about motorcycles. <laughs> I'm not getting punked on my own show. Well, howdy, wheel nerds. This is uh, Jeff Katzer checking in from Washington State. I'm one of yours six or seven faithful podcast listeners. Uh, this is just going to be a shout-out to my local motorbike shop, Smoky Point Cycle Barn up in Marysville, Washington. Let's see, this summer uh, I took the plunge and traded in my KLR 650 on a new 2010 Yamaha FJR. So i got to say that the whole process there with Smoky Point was uh, smooth and painless. And number one, of course, is that when you call them on the phone, you actually get a human being answering the phone. I'm old enough to remember when that was kind of how phones were answered. And I'll tell you, if I have to sit there and wade through 20 different options to finally get to the place where I want to talk to a human, sometimes I feel like I just need to go punch somebody in the face. Two, pretty much a no-bullshit sales staff. Uh, my wife and I went in there with our KLR and explained this is what we want to do and asked to speak to the no-bullshit salesperson. And, uh, man, we were immediately directed to a lady named Jen Brown and just came and listened to what we proposed and offered a decent trade-in from my KLR that was two years old with 29,000 miles on it. You know, gave me the advice, take off all the stuff you want to sell on your own because you're going to get the same price from me with all the stuff on or all the extras off. So Next up, i got to say service department, uh, the the service tech guys, the the staff that run that, they kind of remember you, they remember your bike, they know just what they did last time good folks all the way around and uh, that that's kind of a pleasure speaking of my service guy the service techs uh, really work on your motorcycle like it's their motorcycle and it it's their prize possession their canvas to to display their art to the world on you know they wash my bike every time i come in there so the way things keep going if i keep racking up the miles i'll never have to wash it i'll just bring it in there they'll wash it for me change the oil and i'm good to go 
the place is spotlessly clean. Uh, the it, the attention to detail that you can see around the shop and and just the showroom uh, lets you get the sense that that same attention to detail is going to be transferred into their uh, working on your motorcycle. Lots and lots of accessories. Yeah, you know how it is. You go to a motorcycle shop and they look up something on a computer and then they tell you something about it and say, well, we can order this for you and. You know, the bottom line is, uh, dude, my Google works just as well as your Google, so I could very easily look that up at my own house and have it shipped to my house instead of shipped to your house. Uh, sometimes it's nice to go out and just get a hold of something. I was looking for tank bags, and they had enough tank bags. I could go essentially handle 20 different tank bags from 12 different manufacturers, and I ended up buying one from them. That's only about seven or eight things, but... Hey guys, I'm an unpaid correspondent, so you're pretty much getting what you pay for here. This is Cat signing off from Washington State. All right, so plugging his local shop, and it's good to hear about that kind of local thing. You know, the local. Yeah. I mean, we, shop with a soul. We've got a you know our shop here, right? Mm-hmm. St- shop slash store, and you know we love the hell out of it. If you happen to be going through you know that part of Washington, now you know where to go. Get it up. Blow up your tire on the freeway by yourself <laughs> in the middle of the night. Not that that ever happens. <laughs> or if you're Buell. do not do not call one eight hundred Todd if that happens. <laughs> or if your bull Buell explodes for no reason by the side of a road, right? Making other people lay their bikes down. Mm-hmm. Not that that ever happens. Nope. Or if you burn the clutch up at night on an unmarked road at the bottom of a gully by yourself. Not that that ever happens. No, certainly not. Yeah, I know where I'm going. <sighs> All right. Let's give Claude a call and talk to him. Yes. Okay, so we're on the line with Claude Stanley from Claude Stanley Motorsports. How's it going, Claude? Oh, it's going good. So for those who don't know, Claude is the maker of really cool custom sidecar rigs. If you've got your fancy bike or your not-so-fancy bike, he can uh, hook you up with a fancy sidecar to go with it or to clash with it, I guess. Right, okay. My first question, Claude, I've got a Buell Ulysses. Can I put a sidecar on that? Can you? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if you can, but I think maybe we could. Um, Could you? Because you know that the Ulysses is got is is pretty odd, right? A gas tank in the frame. Yeah, we got to be careful welding on that stuff, I guess. But no, <laughs> seriously, I, I've had a couple guys question that, and if I had one in house, I could really give you an answer. But we kind of go by the premise that you can put a sidecar on most anything. the The deal is, and I I don't mean this in a wrong way, but in this country, it seems as though people think of a sidecar outfit as being a bike with a sidecar stuck on it okay and if we were to start from a clean drawing board and create a sidecar outfit for what it should be maybe we could uh, forget about the fuel in the frame and maybe there'd be a different frame or whatever the case may be to make that that particular bike work as a sidecar rig so it, it can be done is it the first candidate on my list i'd probably say no but things like that can be done that's something Todd always talks about, about you just don't throw a sidecar onto a bike. Oh, Lord, no. <laughs> Whenever I talk about it, he gets this, this weird twisted look in his face like he wants to punch me. <laughs> I can't see your face, so I can't see if he succeeded along those lines. But Oh, I don't need any help he's, there. He's fast. Okay. <laughs> So Claude, how did you how did you get into building sidecars in the first place? I mean, that's a it's a fairly niche market, especially for the states. Well, there's not too many people doing it, and uh, you know maybe there's a reason for that, but I don't really want to dwell on that. I kind of got hooked on sidecars way back in the '60s. I used to hang out at a local Harley shop because I didn't have any uh, any money for gas on my little 250 Sprint, and I'd listen to the old guys tell stories and stuff. And there used to be a guy came in there on a sidecar outfit. 
old guy, AMA pins all over his hat. You probably know the look. I kind of used to make fun of it because I thought it was goofy. Well, the mechanic at the shop one day, he asked this guy to go down the road and get some parts for him. And the guy said, hey, kid, jump in the sidecar. You need to hold, hold these parts for me. And I got in the sidecar, and I don't know how you guys were when you were like 14 years old, but it's like you didn't know what the word fear meant. It's probably best that we learn sooner or later. But I got in that sidecar, and I thought, well, this thing's goofy. But we went down the road, and we got to the first right-hand turn, and he picked me up in the air. And I'll tell you what, I started to learn what fear was all about. <laughs> he came to the to this left-hand turn coming up, and I thought, well, we're safe here. And, man, he picked it up in there before we got to the left-hander, and he went to the turn with me in the air that way. And I can still remember vividly me looking up at him in that silly toothless grin that was staring back down at me because he scared the pants off this kid but anyway we got to the parking lot and he spun around in a circle and i think that those memories stuck with me for many many years and through all the other stuff that i did in life i raced sprint cars and midgets and all these things that sidecar deal never got out of my mind and eventually it turned into what we're doing today which is uh kind of scary in itself but i guess life experiences at a young age kind of stick with you you know that's really cool. <laughs> but here, here a few years ago, uh, I worked for a large corporation. I guess you'd call it downsizing, and I had been messing with sidecars for quite a few years by then. And when I left that, that corporation, I thought, well, you know what? Maybe we can do this and have a good time with it and make some people smile. And so we, we started the sidecar business, and uh, everything's been, uh, I don't know if I should say downhill or uphill, you know, but it's been consistent ever since. We got to see a lot of people smile, and it's just a lot of fun. Very, very satisfying. Cool. So, I guess a bunch of our listeners will be wondering. They're they're going through the same thing. Chuck is. I wonder if I can get a sidecar. So, what um what goes through your head when you're kind of assessing a bike for whether it's going to be a good candidate for a sidecar, or for that matter, how to sidecar it? Well, I don't know. There's a lot of things. I mean, like I said earlier, you can you could typically put a sidecar on just about anything, but. Uh, especially the modern bikes. I mean, most of them, if they're, say, even 600cc and up, I mean, they got pretty good power and they pull them well and so forth and so on, as long as you've got a sidecar that's compatible with the bike. We we look for certain things. The wheel size, tire sizes, stuff like that mean a lot. Uh, the front-end design and stuff from the factory I'm talking about. Sure. A lot of those things come into play. And, of course, how they're going to use it. You know, you wouldn't want to mm-hmm. build a 500 thumper that's going to do cross-country tours. I mean, that just ain't going to be happy. But that same machine might work real good, you know, as a dual-sport bike or something like that. It's almost like just picking a motorcycle. You know, I mean, you go out and say, you might ask the question, what's the best motorcycle to get? Well, you know, the same question carries forward to what's the best uh, sidecar or best motorcycle for a sidecar. Some of them stand out. I mean, most of all, the, the big inch cruisers work quite well. It seems as though we do a lot of BMW bikes, mainly in the dual sport arena. Kind of a niche market inside a niche market there, if you will. And, of course, the big big inch tours like the big Gold Wings and the, the large Harleys and the BMWs and so forth, they, they do a good job with a, with a sidecar on it. It depends a lot on what somebody wants to do as far as uh, how serious they want to get into the sidecar world. Um, yeah. Some bikes are much easier to uh, put automobile tires on, a lot less expensive, which is a good thing for a sidecar rig. Some of them are easy to... Uh, change the trail for easier steering and stuff like that. Some of them you can get in on a better cost versus value basis than you might be able to on other bikes. 
although just about any bike would, would do. We recently built a LBS sidecar on a Rocket 3 Triumph. Humana, humana, humana. <laughs> I tell you what, that baby truck might I've been, be I've been dreaming about one of those. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, that thing, it's got so much low-end torque. I mean, it's like a tractor motor, and, and I, it impressed the heck out of me. But we almost had to change the front end on it because the stock front-end geometry was such that it steered like a big truck with no power steering at slow speeds, especially mm-hmm. once we did the lead link front-end and the car tires and all that stuff. This thing, I mean, it turned into a fantastic machine. But, you know, money invested was quite, quite high compared to some of the other options out there. And I'm talking too much. I think it's your turn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Todd's still drilling. A lot. Are you okay over there? Oh, yeah. No, okay. we're good. We're... Todd, Todd's wiping thing. his mouth. It's, uh... Is he drooling or what? Yeah, the, the the idea of a rocket three of a sidecar—that's that's his. I've been I've been I've been thinking that one over for a while. Well, there's a, another character that hangs out here at the shop named Dave Cassie. He worked for Hannigan Motorsports for almost eight years, and uh, he's up there hanging out with us a lot and working around the shop. Heck of a good guy. They did a rocket three down there not that long ago, and that guy ended up putting a turbocharger on it. Yeah. Holy crap! <laughs> the hot rod sidecar, buddy. I'm telling you, man. He must go through a tire a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. I'd go through a tire a day. I think you know. Could barely keep the one on the stock rocket three from lighting up. When <laughs> what kind of man looks at a rocket three with a sidecar and says, "My mm, God, that needs to go faster." I think this is too slow. <laughs> yeah. Well, there I go. We got one guy we're talking to now that's talking about putting one on a boss horse. If you're familiar with those machines (laughs) i hope that works out that'd be a fun outfit too but (laughs) probably would (laughs) why even carry a person in that case just put like a keg or something in the sidecar i don't know what person would want to ride in such a thing i can see driving it but i wouldn't ride in the darn thing (laughs) you're hopping my turbocharged humongous engine sidecar uh no please (laughs) thank you sign this waiver waiver. Uh, what's the silliest bike you've put a sidecar on? Like the oddest. I don't, besides I, don't, I don't know if I can relate to the word silly. You know how serious a person I am so far. And the, oh, this is serious. It's not silly. We've done two rigs now. One kid was a quadriplegic, and we did a sidecar for his, him and his family. And uh, it had a ramp that fold down in the back of the sidecar, and then the, the motorized wheelchair went up into the sidecar. They've been all over the country, up to the Arctic Circle and everything with that. Pretty wild oh, machine. Uh, we just did one recently. Make-A-Wish Foundation contacted us, and we did one for a, a child with a muscular dystrophy. Same type of machine. It was a hard top. It almost looked like a 34 Ford sedan when it was all done. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they were wonderful to work with, and the, the smile on that kid's face was worth all the work we put into it. It was just a pretty cool thing. So I guess those were maybe two of the differentest, <laughs> if that's a word. Wow. Cars. I was looking for someone bringing you a Honda Ruckus, and you told me a tearjerker story. I feel like a heel now. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bad person, Chuck. <laughs> I, I am. We did have a guy bring a Ruckus to us. for With a sidecar? Yeah, no, he wanted a sidecar on it. I had never seen this guy, and... The, the weight distribution on a sidecar rig is quite important. I mean, the sidecar needs to be compatible with the bike. You don't want to get too small a sidecar on too big a bike and so forth and so on. Sure, you can pick a ruckus up and throw it. <laughs> this, just... this fellow showed up, and I swear he weighed honestly. He had to be close to 500 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is what I was looking for. This story. This is the story I wanted. I mean, if it had brought in an 1800 Gold Wing, I mean, we could have probably made it work. But he had this little Honda Ruckus, and he wanted us to build a sidecar for it just to haul his dog in. <laughs> uh, he's going he's gonna to fly the car when he looks at the handlebars. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I, mean, I feel for the guy. I mean, he had, his mind was in the right place, but obviously his body wasn't. And we, uh, we had a long discussion on weight distribution and how important it was. And, uh, well, he never came back. So, but, but that was the only ruckus story I have. They're cool little scooters, though. Yeah, they no, they are cool I'm scooters, but I can't imagine. <laughs> I've done some I... cars on uh, like 600 silver wings and so forth, and uh, mm-hmm. those little babies go down the road pretty darn nice. I tell you, they're they're cool. They're cool. I can imagine this guy, man. I want a sidecar on my ruckus. What for? To carry the rest of me. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> I'm you guys are evil, you know. Car. I listened to a couple of your previous shows before, before tonight, and uh, I didn't know if I really want to go through with this. <laughs> hey, it's nice to guess. What's your dog in the sidecar? It's a Jawaba. <laughs> so I gotta ask Claude. So, so we've we've talked about these way too powerful and way too not sidecars. What do you ride? Well, I have a 1150GS. We had one of our sidecars on it, aluminum bodied, similar to a Euro, but <clears throat> had a big box in the back. And I went to a BMW rally at the end of the year this year, and some, some guy bought that. <laughs> I'm going to uh, – I still have the bike. I just sold the sidecar. Oh, okay. I, I pictured you walking home. <laughs> well, that could well, happen you... if somebody had the money. That's not a big – He runs a sidecar shop. Where am I going to get another sidecar? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be building another one over the, over the winter here for it. Oh, I hope it's – Hope it's appealing to a lot of people. We'll see. It's a little bit off the wall. There's a, there's a sidecar out there that many people refer to as maybe an enduro-type sidecar, mm-hmm. which is kind of an off-road type thing uh, where you sit on top of a box and there's a grab rail and kind of a blunt nose on it and so forth. Yeah, type of thing. Very popular in, uh, in Europe. I think DMC Sidecars up in uh, Marston State does a, a version of that style. Uh, Headingham has one over in Europe that they do that's very popular. We've done a couple of them here. But uh, I want to do one that's kind of a cross between the classic, maybe Euro-type style and that Enduro style, and uh, huh. just see how that, that works out. So if you see a kind of a goofy-looking sidecar in a picture somewhere, it's probably that one. We're going to try that, plus we're going to do it in a modular style, so the, basically the sidecar body ends right behind the seat, which gives somebody an option of putting different type of tail sections on it. Ooh. I don't know what their needs are. <laughs> now, I don't mean this to sound like an advertisement. You asked the question. I'm trying to give you an answer. No, that's no, 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 no. Todd, no, just toggle it up. I started thinking about that. I'm like, I put a pickup bed, or I put a big box, or a, a mother-in-law seat. Holder. You know, <laughs> yeah, mother-in-law, yeah. Seat. mother-in-law seat. Yeah. Something to hold your chihuahua. <laughs> there you go. There you that's go. That's what the seat's for. <laughs> but the options are like almost endless and mm. you know which one of you guys has a sidecar that's me have, have you all ever been to a sidecar rally haven't yet you need to go to one if you get a chance it's it's extremely chain or strange and if you if you take somebody that's not familiar with sidecars it's really cool because you know you go to a harley rally or a Goldwing event or a bmw rally or whatever and everybody's got the same bikes well you go to a sidecar rally you get a hodgepodge of about any kind of bike imaginable and nobody talks about the bikes. They just talk about the sidecars. <laughs> it's kind of different, you know. Anyone turn their sidecar into a boat? Yes. I, I have one that I almost built a couple of years ago. 
And if you can uh, imagine like a clamshell type thing where you got a top and a bottom, sort of like a suitcase. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I got this thing half built. I never finished it. Maybe that was good. What I wanted to do was make this thing so that the top half, when it folded up and around, it ended up coming straight out from the back of the bottom half. Right, okay. It bolts together and it turns in, magically turns into this boat. And but I never finished it. I'll just I'll finish it just for you guys. That would be cool. The fishing sidecar. <laughs> well, I'll send you a video and you can see if it floats or not. <laughs> and this is them Wait, sinking. Uh, yeah, I, I want to put Todd in this thing and push him out onto a lake. Yeah, I'll do it in the winter when it's frozen. But <laughs> oh, I, I think I'm going to end up doing that. I think it'd be kind of neat. You know, I want Todd crossing the Delaware. It would certainly it would certainly bring people to the site if only to see it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I was just thinking that cartoon from the 80s where the yeah. sidecar was a submarine and yeah. shot off the motorcycle. <laughs> that That's my frame of reference for a sidecar. I'm starting to get a visual on this. It's scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> we get that a lot, actually. <laughs> well, you know, when you build out the when you build the sidecar boat, we'll, uh, we'll bring Todd out there and then you could see just how horrible it really is. That would be the test, wouldn't it? That'd be cool. Let's do that. Is that are you serious about that yeah you build a sidecar boat boat we'll get out there we'll we'll make a we'll help you make a viral video of the sidecar boat (laughs) we are in for that i'm getting visions of like washington crossing the delaware type picture yeah we'll get a little tri-cornered hat for you okay all right yeah this will be groovy man i want to go to pennsylvania i'm into it let's do it in the spring when the creeks are really high and running like 90 miles an hour Okay. Well, he's going in the boat, so yeah. (laughs) Wait wait a minute. (laughs) I know. I don't feel safe anymore. (laughs) This will be great. Hey, you'll have a life vest on. Don't worry. You'll be fine. Uh, Point my feet downstream. (laughs) Aim for the downstream V. You're a sailor. You're fine. (laughs) You guys are nuts. Know that. Now, we do have one extra body here that we don't have a frame for at this time. This winter, I think we're going to take it up here on the hill behind the shop and come down that hill in the snow. <laughs> never, you know what? That never occurred to me before, but as soon as you said it, I was thinking, you know what? A sidecar with a rounded nose is probably an absolutely bitchin' sled. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I'm into it. I think this will work. I think this will work. We have an office manager named Crystal. I think we're going to try to get her into it. I can't imagine all these um, these things you could do with a sidecar, like a soapbox racer as the sidecar. <laughs> you could just bolt off and race. Well, I, a, you know, a Honda Ruckus as a sidecar. It worked for Batman. <laughs> they have, you know, these little pocket bikes? Yes. They have sidecars for those, and I guess, I don't know if they do it here in the States, but in Europe they actually have organized races for those things. Wait, wait, the, the little the little tiny bikes are about two feet long? Yeah, yeah, the little bitty suckers. And they have a sidecar? Yeah, yeah, and the, they have two guys on this thing. You go somewhere on the Internet, you can find this stuff. I swear it looks like two guys going around the track with nothing under them. <laughs> well, I mean, wow. yeah, I've, seen, I've well, seen these guys race the little pocket bikes at car shows. Sure, but... And it's... I, it's, Whoa! <laughs> I can't imagine two. I, this thing could uh, that that bike is How powerful do, enough to pull two guys. Probably not very fast. <laughs> Never seen them in person, but they they just look pretty crazy. Maybe a downhill course. <laughs> yeah, maybe that could be. It almost makes the boat thing sound normal. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then at the end of the day, they just drive that rig up onto a full size sidecar <laughs> and go home. <laughs> 
The sidecar sidecar. <laughs> I got to look that up. We got to find that. That would be yeah, cool. We'll, we'll go looking for that one for sure. And Todd sailing the USS Wheelnerd. I can see it now. Glub, glub. I'm, I'm in for this. <laughs> I will get you there. I will find a way. Chuck will do anything to watch me sink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see what I have to deal with? <laughs> you guys would fit right in here at the shop. I can tell you that much. Is it just me? Is there someone else there? Yeah, Dave's here. You want to say hey to Dave? Sure. Hi, Dave. Hey, Dave. Hey, guys. You sound like <laughs> you fit in here. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I don't know whether to be scared or... <laughs> Tell us Dave. Yeah, yeah wait, wait until we get you in the boat, Todd. Then you can be scared. Okay, I'll save my scared for the boat. <laughs> I have to buy you a bathing suit. What size do you wear? No, don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, who's, who is... I'm sorry. Is it Todd that has a sidecar? Yes. yes, it is. How'd you get into that, Todd? Well, I uh, I, uh, I was actually watching you and Vernon and some of the other guys on ADV, and I've, I've been looking at Urals for years and thinking, God, those look so cool. And then I was on ADV Rider in the Hacks Forum. I'm watching you and Vernon and others talk about it and seeing all these cool rigs, and I was finally like, all right, told my wife, you know what I want for my birthday? I want to go take the sidecar class. So we went out to Hood River and took Vernon Red Menace's class out there, and uh, it was that worked for us. That's a fun weekend, isn't it? That was a wicked fun weekend. Yeah. Huh. You, yeah. you know what I told my wife what I wanted for my birthday? What was that? Two chicks at the same time. <laughs> I had a very quiet birthday. You're, you're frightening the guests, Chuck. <laughs> That'll be tough on what you wish for, you know? Two chicks at the same time apparently just means ass-kicking in her language. <laughs> Claude's over at freedomsidecars.com. Anything else you'd like to plug, Claude? I'd like to kind of plug everybody that's in the sidecar industry. I mean, there's some great people around the country. Motivation, Mary Sontag up there, they do a great job. Dave and Ruth Ann Hannigan, they, they're more than dedicated to the sidecar world. Bob Darden down in Texas with Texas Sidecar. I mean, there, there's just some people out there that are keeping the sport alive, and that means a lot. And guys like Vernon, you know, I mean, doing the training and stuff like that. Now, Dave uh, see who you just said hello, Dave, to, uh, he just got a certification a while back for sidecar training, and he started a LLC called Sidecars, S-I-D-E-K-A-R-Z. There's a link to his site off of our site. He'll be heading up some sidecar training here in uh, Pennsylvania here soon. You know, training's very important. It's one way for people to kind of get their feet wet in the sport, if you want to call it a sport, without uh, laying out a ton of money up front, seeing if they think they might want to proceed with it. We do trikes also, a few trikes a year, and that's grown tremendously. But the sidecar world is a whole different critter, if you will, and uh, I just want to see it keep prospering in this country. The Europeans are doing phenomenal things with sidecars. I'm kind of hesitant to say it, but they're kind of ahead of us in this country. They've got a different outlook on things. We've got uh, a fair amount of sidecars out there now that we've created along. When I say we, I'm talking about us plus the, the customer doing global tours and that type of thing. And uh, it's kind of exciting to be a part of that. One market I think that the sidecar world has missed, which is kind of a shame on us type situation, is boy meets girl. They got motorcycles, they're young, they're having fun, maybe they're both riding on the same bike. And for some reason, over time, they end up making babies. Then that kind of puts a crimp on their, their motorcycling. But if sidecars were a little bit more prominent in the motorcycle world, I think that would kind of bridge that gap between early romance on a solo bike and that, that period where the kids are growing up. Because kids just flat love these things. 
I've been trying to use Chuck's daughter against him to get him to get a sidecar for ages. <laughs> there you go. She, she hasn't fallen for him yet. Hey, you got any? What are you working on now in the shop? You got any cool customer projects going on, or oh, anything besides the boat? Or? Actually, we're in the shop as we're talking here. We've got got a twelve hundred GS in here that we we're putting one of our sidecars on, and the eleven fifty GS. We've got a seventy five Harley that we're doing one of our sidecars on. Another eleven fifty GS. We got actually we got an MT seven hundred, which is kind of a mini oh, ST thirteen, I guess you'd say, that we're putting a sidecar on. Huh. So, you know, got a fair amount of work to do here, and, and all of them are a little bit different. We just finished one for uh, Matthew and uh, Kristen Miner out of Texas. They just came up and picked it up. Very, very nice people, and they're going to do a tour around the States, and then they're planning to go overseas with it and so forth. Oh, wow. i tell you what. Now, there's a candidate for a couple to be on your show. They're, they're cool people. They went from Texas to Inbrook up in uh, Alaska. Oh, is this the this is the this is the younger couple, right? Yeah, they're younger. They had the Ural that blew up. The Ural blew up like three miles from where we're sitting, and we didn't. I didn't find out about it until a week after they'd left town. Wow, good. <laughs> but they they went up to Alaska on the Ural. I mean, they, and they got a website. Oh. It's uh, bugsonmyface.com. <laughs> really cool videos and stuff on there. Cool. Well, la- last question I want to ask you is: you, you were talking about trikes. What do you think of the uh, Can-Am Spider? They're they're cool for what they are. You know, they're quite technical, technologically advanced, and got a lot of safeguards on them and stuff like that. One thing good about them, I, you can see the front wheels, so you don't have to worry about the back wheel sticking out past where your handlebars are, like you do on a conventional trike. They're kind of mm-hmm. cool. And I, I'm I'm really kind of wondering on whether some of the big players. As far as manufacturers goes, we might jump onto that at some point. Time will tell. What, what do you guys think? Have you ridden them? Yeah, it scared the crap out of me. Really? <laughs> well, that's better than being well, ch- up, you know. Chuck, Chuck had never been on a three-wheeler before. I just I just found it intensely weird. Yeah, they're, they're neat. They're just different. I, I, I wish they'd come up with a racing class for them. I think it would be kind of cool. That would be, that would be also wanted cool. to see a Goldwing class at Daytona where they all towed trailers, but that never materialized. <laughs> I would pay to see that. (laughs) Well, cool. It's been awesome talking to you, Claude. Thanks a lot. You take it easy. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you. Okay. um, Can I just throw this out? Turbocharged Rocket 3. (laughs) Why? I mean. I don't know, but I want it. (laughs) Who looks I can think of no reason. Who looks at a bike like that and he's like, you know what? It needs to go faster. I want, I want, I want a rocket three with a fancy sidecar. We... And you know what the most important feature of it will be, though? That the sidecar turns into a boat. No. What? It blew. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't think I'd want blue. I, I think something like that. You almost have to do the arrest me red just on general principle. <laughs> <laughs> How fast does it go? Um. Uh, you ever see that movie from the 80s, My Science Project? No. Not to recap the movie, but there's a, a really fast car in the movie, mm-hmm. and it has a feature where it has a neon middle finger mm-hmm. that is actuated by air that rise out of the trunk. A sidecar Rocket 3 turbocharged needs that. With a with the finger razor upper from the trunk. Glowing neon middle finger just coming out of the Hit trunk. Hit the flip-off switch. I'm pretty sure Goldwings have one of those. <laughs> just stock. <laughs> Fourth row of buttons, second from the left, I think. That's the problem is they can't remember which button to push. They start wildly mashing buttons. On a BMW, you're... Pontoons deploy. <laughs> <laughs> On the GTL, 
you're just spinning the menu button until finger shows up. Can we put a turbocharger on your Ural? Depends on how far we want to go with it. Well, we're not going to take it on long trips. I, I'm talking like like from your house to mine, Max. Okay. I don't, I'm pretty, actually I'm pretty sure, quite honestly, the Ural block isn't going to handle it. <laughs> <laughs> there's 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 these mysterious hop up kits that show up sometimes for Urals and nobody ever actually uses them, and because uh, it self destructs already. Well, how about a supercharger? Maybe just run like a couple pounds of boost. I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. Really? It's that I, I, that border, borderline already? The carbs are only so big. Um, <laughs> and sucking in air isn't its problem with a K&N filter. Mm. So it's, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, <laughs> I think you're uh, you're doing it wrong in that case. Hmm. We should ask Claude that. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I bet his answer would be not one you like. <laughs> Hey, he would open-minded about the Yuli. That's true. Other yeah. people had asked. Yep, I reckon you know, it, sound, it sounds like a, I frankly, know. A, we put a leaf blower on the Ural. Facing backwards? <laughs> no. <laughs> that might help. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, we could just feed the monkey beans. <laughs> you already have got that covered. <laughs> it's true. Anything exciting in the past week for you? Well, I got a job. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I got a job close enough I can ride the Ural to it all winter long. Cool. How's the Strom running? Good, presumably. Mm. Hasn't moved since the Ural came back to life. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I forgot how... The, the great thing about the Ural is if you're just riding around town and you need to, like, run errands and things, oh, so much nicer. <laughs> <laughs> what are you picking up? Uh, I'm picking up vegetables and meat and toilet paper and a few chairs and some furniture <laughs> and... and uh, Dog and door and a new car tires and yeah, all it's right. it's it's eminently useful. Plus, I get all sorts of fun looks in the morning. <laughs> all these all these angry people and their civics and stuff. And they're all like, Ugh, "Go to work," and I go by and they're all, "Whoa, that man's not wearing pants." <laughs> I actually went out with my brother and the girl this weekend. We're up there and the leaves are all changing. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're in the middle of the canyons, natural splendor everywhere, the leaves are changing, beautiful views everywhere. What are people freaking looking at? The goddamn Ural. <laughs> I mean, in the parking lot, there's people clustered around the Ural. It's like, are you blind? Have you looked around? Was Topher wearing a shirt? Yeah. Because he's kind of cut. That's true. You know, if yeah. he wasn't wearing a shirt, they'd probably be looking at that. He'd be freezing his ass. <laughs> That's what he'd be doing. <laughs> yeah, but he'd be, you know, looking pretty cut while he was doing it. You're just standing posing next to it. No, that's disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> I had a pretty good ride this weekend. Yeah? Yeah, I went with a new guy who was not a new did, rider. Did he survive? Okay, I was going to say, did the noob survive <clears throat> this time? He's a new guy to me, not a new rider. He's been riding since he was 18. Oh, Street okay. bikes. He's a track rider. And he's your age? So like a million years? Yes. Okay. He is very fast. Wow, that guy was good and, yeah. and smooth. Oh, okay. Like really silky smooth. So it blew you away while sipping tea and not looking like it was that hard. Yeah, I and mean, it's bad enough I'm on the Thruxton and he's on a uh, VMAX. Oh, wow, okay. He blew my doors off on a VMAX in East Canyon. Wow, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that about motorcycles. No matter how good you are, there's always someone out there who will blow your doors off. on, And, and they usually, they're never riding like a, a really super sporty blow your doors off bike. It's always something that seems like, oh, well, I can take, whoa. <laughs> he spends a lot of time at the track. He's got an R6 track bike. Mm-hmm. Um, he used to be, like, uh, the secretary or something in, in the Utah Sports Bike Association. Mm-hmm. So he, he was pretty involved in the, in the, in the track scene. Oh, cool. Seeing him on that VMAX, the way he would go through corners. Reminds you, you have still always have much to learn. <laughs> <laughs> I just died a little in my helmet. <laughs> 
<sighs> he kept he kept pulling over and go, he pulled over for me several times. See, kids, if you ride your own ride, the really fast person will pull over and wait for you. Yeah, <laughs> and laugh. <laughs> we passed the, spot, the part up on Monty where John crashed. Mm-hmm. John's looking at another bike. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. He's already picked out another Ninja 500. Oh, nice. He wants to get back on the horse. Good to hear. Yeah, I was uh, actually, I was a little concerned. I didn't think he was he was going to do it, but he sounds really excited about it. Good for him. Yeah. And he'll wear armor on his knees this time. <laughs> armor on his knees, armor on his shoulders, and he'll ride his own ride. Mm-hmm. Every right, John? Single, <laughs> every single time I'm about to go out without the full suit on now, I think about John, I'm like, mm, you need armor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm looking at, you know, clothes to fit the Thruxton, because mm-hmm. I belong to that tribe now, I have to wear the uniform. We've mm-hmm. covered that in a previous show. Yes. So I'm looking at leather pants with armor in the knees. Mm-hmm. What? Don't look at me like that. What? Okay. You know, I still predict you're going to get all this stuff, and then you're going to wear your suit anyway. I wear the suit a lot, but it. Uh, my wife pointed it out. It doesn't look. It the and not not only does it not look right, mm-hmm. but she says it changes the whole like geometry of the look. Huh? She says the bike looks so much smaller with you on it in the suit versus if I was wearing my Yoshi jacket and, mm-hmm. and right, you know, my riding jeans. Mm-hmm. It's like the the bike looks more inadequate underneath the the suit. Huh. Interesting. Uh, it's under the big blue bear. The big blue suit. Yeah. The big blue space suit. <laughs> Which uh, you know. Oh, you know. As a, as a future guest, we're gonna have Gazi from uh, Tees. Awesome. Tees Motorsports on. Maybe he can tell us how to freaking pronounce it. That's the only reason we're having him That's on. That's the main reason. How do you pronounce this? This. Okay. Thanks for coming. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> wait. No. Wait. But uh, yeah, so we're going. We got a lot of upcoming guests. We've got uh, Gazi. Oh my god, we get guests coming out of our ears. It's awesome. We've got Killboy coming on the show. Ooh, fun. Killboy of uh, the the what is it? Dragon's Tail, Dragon's Tip, Dragon's. What the fuck is that? Tail the Dragon. But yeah, so we've got guests. Many, many guests. Yeah. Guests, 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 guests. But send us your questions you want us to ask guests like Killboy. Uh, yeah. What you want to know from Gazi at, at Tez Motorsports. Who else we've got coming on? We're going to try to get an interview with uh, ATK Motorcycles. Mm-hmm. The guys who are making the small bikes for Harley. Yeah, I think they've got bikes already in some dealerships. Oh, wow. Cool. We're going to try to get an interview with Modus at some point. Mm-hmm. They who have spurned us. They sound excited to talk to us. They do. They sound pretty psyched. That, yeah, we've got a lot of interviews. So if you got suggestions for interviews or you got questions you want us to ask our guests, let us know. We'll, we'll ask Killboy the stuff you want to know. Like how many of those chicks who show their boobs he's picked up. <laughs> I mean, he's married, but, you know. Pretty sure, yeah. But, you know. I mean, I we'll ask mostly appropriate questions, like we always do. What? We're this is this is a serious and respected news organization, Chuck. What? We have an... it blew. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now let's do listener email. Okay. <laughs> Greg writes: Does Todd have Pelican cases on his V-Strom? How does he like them? Would he buy them again? It looks like Pelicans from the pick on your website header. I'm curious why people choose an adapted general purpose case like Pelicans over a purpose-built motorcycle pannier like a Gibby or a Trax. I'm guessing cost, but any other reasons? Are they easy to remove to take into a hotel or the office? I just got a Wii and I'm thinking about saving up for some side cases. P.S. Commentary. Why are these things so freaking expensive? Stupid supply and demand, I suppose. Communism is Gibby's for everyone. That's what the Occupy Wall Street people need to be saying. Gibby's for everybody. I'm on board that bus. Well, I'll tell you straight up, I love those Pelicans. Mine are not a bodged-together Pelican setup either. Mine are actually from uh, Caribou Cases. Fella in Denver does 
absolutely awesome setups, uh, particularly for the V-Strom. He rides a Strom, and so he's, his original setup of those was for the Strom and his super fancy pants. So what's he doing that's different than you just going and buying some Pelicans? Well, when you do your own, typically what you'll do is you'll mount the Pelicans to something like the um, SW Motec racks or something like that. Yep. And so your Pelican has this – either there's a gigantic rack on the side, which hangs down behind the tail of your V-Strom, or else there's a gigantic rack stuck to the actual box itself. I like gigantic racks. <laughs> well, that's true, but not this kind. So anyway, the thing Caribou does, though, is they have a really sweet hookup system, which is, in fact, really easy to take off and take into the hotel room with you. Mm-hmm. Um, the squareness of the Pelicans is also just nice for the sheer shape of it. It's really easy to pack things into. Why do you like the Pelican versus, say, the Gibbies or the Tracks? Well, the Fury's, I don't, I don't really know anything about the Tracks, so I can't really comment on those. In terms of the build quality of the Pelican versus the Gibby, I can drop it on the Pelicans, shrug, pick it up, walk away. The Gibby cases, which are also, uh, I believe Gibby also makes the stock Suzuki luggage, those break when they get fallen on quite a lot. Mm. Um, not all of them, but uh, I've heard plenty of stories about those breaking. Just the, the plastic's a little flimsy. I have a Gibby top case, and I like that a lot. Right, yeah, a lot of people have the Gibby top yeah, case. Yeah, the Gibby top case is fantastic. But uh, in terms of the side luggage, I think the Pelicans are really where it's at. The other nice thing about this setup is because the racks aren't these big stick-out racks, and the, these racks are basically invisible once you have the actual bags off. That's one of the things I really like about them. Mm-hmm. And yet they're strong enough you can use it as a jack point. But they're also narrow, these caribou cases. The whole setup is not any wider than my bars. So anything I can clear with my bars, my back end clears, which is huge. How about if I put the pelicans on the Thruxton? Um, don't really know. It would depend on the mounting, probably. I don't know if they... How do you think that look? I think it would cover up the pipes too much. I'd put, I'd put distressed leather bags on the Thruxton before I put anything else on there. Hmm. Or at least, at least something... See, the Thruxton I might put... Because you're not going to drop them on that well. You're not supposed to drop it on them <laughs> with the <Shh>. thruxton. <laughs> Don't you know the kind of luck I have with motorcycles, man? Good point. I'd be tempted to do something like beetle bags with the thruxton that kind of follow this. The oh yeah, the beetle bags. The back. Oh, those are pricey. Oh, are they? The beetle bags. Yeah. Wait, wait. Getting... The beetle bags for the for the middle age crisis bike are expensive. Shut up. <laughs> oh my god, really? I'm going to stab you. <laughs> I was going to put the beetle bags on the Viffer. I was looking at that mm-hmm. as an option. Yeah. But yeah, they're pricey. Yeah. Yeah. Jerk. Yeah, the Pelicans, I You'll should... be here one day. Not long. Okay. It'll happen to you. Yeah, it's, it's a good, good decade or so. I'll be Shut up. <laughs> oh, God. And just think, by the time I'm 40, you'll be close to 50. <laughs> what was it? James. That's right. James from the podcast, Pace, was like, how the hell do you do the show with him? He's that much younger than you. He's a child. Uh, I don't know. Nobody ever asked that, though. They're like, he's a child, and you're... Never mind. <laughs> what? I'm what? <laughs> Nobody ever says you're not. <laughs> uh, at least those guys are older than me. <laughs> well, at any rate, though, the, the caribou cases are... are don't fall into the cheap option category. They're, they're on par, I would say, with the Gibbies price-wise. That said, the build quality is exceptional. The whole setup is really just awesome. Um, I chose them after a lot of looking and a lot of kind of soul-searching for what I wanted to do. The other thing I do like about them is they're mounted a little further back than they're in fear of the passenger's feet. Mm. So. It, it seems like no matter what road you're you're going to go, unless you try to fav it yourself, you're going to be laying down money. Yeah. I mean, frankly, it, the, well, these racking systems are... Ex- they're expensive because they're a pain in the ass to make. Mm-hmm. I mean, with rare exception, unless it's already a touring bike that's all set up with racks, there's nothing back there, and you have to come up with something clever to mount to this crappy, teeny little subframe that's back there. Mm-hmm. That's a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can I can understand. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not justified, but, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. It, yeah. Communism, Craig. 
Let, let's get behind Craig. Red Craig. That's his new name. Red Craig. Red Craig. <laughs> Except if they're communist givies, they're going to be like those those Dnieper uh, boxes that occasionally pop up on eBay of uncertain provenance mm-hmm. and build quality. What, they fall apart? <laughs> <laughs> That's the theory. Speaking of stuff from the other side of the ocean, we have another letter from Franca. Franca. <laughs> Unfortunately, guys, we don't have Franca's voice for you. We're very sorry. St- uh, yeah, no, no audio and still no picture. Well, she did send a picture, but I'm pretty sure this isn't her. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's not her. No, no. For one thing, it's not an S1000. Right, exactly. So <laughs> clearly not. And what else is wrong with this picture? Franco writes, Hey, Will Nerds, I'm catching up with the latest shows. It's always a pleasure to hear how much fun you guys have bullshitting about motorcycles. Here's a contribution to the discussion about newbies and helmets. Cheers, Franca. Yeah, that's... Uh, you may have uh, seen this picture before. I think I have, but uh, yep. it bears repeating. Yep, that's that's not doing it right. She claims this isn't her, and it's not an S1000, so we're inclined to believe her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's not doing it right. No. If you can't tell what's wrong with this picture, you need to sell your motorcycle immediately and never approach the sport again. <laughs> Walk away slowly. Just like this lady. <laughs> All right. Hey, wait. Wait. What? Look at the scooter the lady is riding. It blew! <laughs> it is blue. Yes, <laughs> It blew. It's a moped. She's selling it. <laughs> she won't. I think, del- I she- think the, the, the show has come full circle. <laughs> she won't del beer. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to wear your helmet. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we have. We're done. Yep. We're done here. <laughs> what have you learned, Todd? I've learned it's very important to choose your color correctly. What have you learned? It blew. <laughs> All right, that's it for this week. I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you next week. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheel Nerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent.